coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed On Movies. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. And we are talking to you here in 2020. Welcome to the Ooh, 20s, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah, our first episode of a new decade. Don't anyone tell me it's not the new decade, because we all know it is. Uh, uh, yeah, we're not playing <laughs> that game. Should we bring back some like slang, like old sport and... um? everything else they said absolutely keep <laughs> it's the bee's knees folks <laughs> well we're... i thought this movie was the bee's knees <laughs> we're here speaking to you on this wait radio program uh uh bringing you our thoughts on the latest cinematic adventures uh from the the moving pictures oh saying so joe i think we i'm gonna go fill my bathtub up with some gin oh sounds good sounds good That's um, what they did, right gin bath that was a thing. oh yeah yeah uh, sounds good to me. I mean, I'm not drinking gin this evening. I am actually drinking a truly hard seltzer. Ooh, <laughs> I'm uh, not drinking gin either, but I would drink gin. I am drinking wine, though. Wine uh, with Shakespeare on the bottle. Very good. Very good. I wanted to have the hard seltzer tonight because, you know, we sometimes do our uh, our drink scale thing. I think we should bring it back. I like Bring our drink scale. For so why are you justify what what makes okay? Well, I guess we should cover what we're going to discuss if we're going to say if we're going to use our drink scale. But absolutely, um, yes. Yeah. Tonight we are discussing the latest Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, and I picked um, a hard seltzer because this film is flavorless and disappointing. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so um. So I picked. I'm just, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like it goes down easy or something. Like instead, you said religious. That's not wrong. It's just very funny. Um, so I picked a red wine, and there are a couple of reasons for this. One, this movie makes me want to chug a bottle of red wine. And, um, <laughs> To the movie, the bottle of red wine is called Writer's Block, and I think that everyone writing this movie was heavily suffering from Writer's Block and just threw shit at the screen. Sounds so. about right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we we saw Star Wars. Um, I've been dying to talk about this since yeah. opening night, and we um, haven't really talked about it much in our own like person. Like normally, we've heavily discussed a movie by this point. I feel yeah. like we haven't even discussed this movie. <laughs> I just got I got so entrenched into spoiler avoidance mode that I just haven't really been talking about this movie a whole lot, except like I talked about it a lot on New Year's Eve, you know, like you do uh, way to kick <laughs> yes. off the new year. I saw this opening night and I just saw this again last night. And the reason I did that was I it's been a while and I wanted to get like the freshest hot takes on this and everything. Right. But Did you get in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I watched it. I, I just won again last night. Okay. You know, benefits of a list. Yes. Um, but like, I felt like seeing it the second time around, I'm, I'm not going to say like, I liked it more. I'm just going to say, I just, I have less to say about it. 
it's like the the first time i saw it i did not like this movie at all i was very angry about it even possibly um and the second time i'm just like this movie is very forgettable and i don't even think it's forgettable it's worth getting upset about this movie but you know we'll get into all that i'm Um, so good at getting movies that aren't worth getting upset about (laughs) we'll find a way to get upset about it i'm sure um but yeah definitely full spoilers for this episode by the way because like of the whole (laughs) sequel trilogy probably yeah yeah absolutely it's hard it's very hard to discuss the things that were go wrong with this movie without specifically discussing spoilers so we're definitely going to be doing that um so what I'll start off by just giving a couple stories about my viewing experience of this movie because I feel like wow. that really that really uh added to the whole experience. Um so I saw this opening night, Thursday night, like 6 p.m. 7, I forget when it started. And I saw it at the Uptown Theater, which is like the big old grand movie theater in DC. It's fantastic. Um and I always like to see the Star Wars movies there because they it the theater has a very strong history with Star Wars. Um, there's like all these photos out there of people lined up around around the block for the original release of Star Wars and stuff. And whenever the history of this theater gets discussed, Star Wars is part of it. So I feel like you're really like entrenching yourself in movie history by going to see a Star Wars film at the Uptown always fun and opening night is always a lot of fun for star wars even if the movie is not at its best because the crowds are just great usually yeah you do get a big like you get an an energetic crowd yeah and this is a big house uh two floors with a balcony and i don't even know how many seats but it's way more than your standard one room in a multiplex so you get like the full reaction of like hundreds of people, which is good. Um, the people around me <laughs> were not great, unfortunately. <laughs> There's this guy who showed up I, either during the opening crawl or like the scene right after that and was using his uh, cell phone flashlight to find his seat. Oh. And like, first of all, first of all, that's awful. Like, I hate that. Like, just. Yeah. There's Absolutely. there's Tivoli lights around the walkways for a reason. Like it's not that hard to see, but like okay, or whatever. Just don't get there that late. Yeah, for a Star Wars movie on opening night, you Did jackass. You know you have trouble with seeing your way to the seat. Show up early, and the lights will be on. Show but up whatever, busiest whatever. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That aside, so he finally sits down and he just leaves the thing on while he's like putting away all of his stuff, whatever, it's like shining directly into my face because he's just across the aisle from me. And (laughs) it was on for like a good two or three minutes. And then he used it multiple times throughout the movie to like look for things and was like carrying on full conversations with his kids and stuff. It was just, it was rough. It was rough. But my favorite audience story of all, and we're going to be sort of, looping to the end of the movie here with this one but uh i had to had to make mention of this so the scene near the end where um 
where Kylo Ren is, or Ben Solo is bringing Ray back to life, and then they kiss. Like the whole thing leading up to that, there's this person like two rows behind me just started yelling like, don't kiss, don't kiss. <laughs> and like the first time people sort of like laughed and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they, they, when the kiss happened, she was like, no. Oh! <laughs> and like, I think a few other people were like reacting like that. Like I, I, that moment did not go over well with the crowd. The girl next to me groaned audibly when they kissed. Um, and she was there alone like I was. And I saw this movie at the Nighthawk, which is not nearly as big, but they do serve alcohol to you in your seat. So me and this girl had been sort of keeping pace. I don't know if she was trying to, but I was like trying to. And um, so like we both had like a number of drinks because at one point I distinctly recall she just goes, I need a drink like to herself. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, um, but when that happens, she just goes, "Oh," and I was like, "Mm, "That's how I feel." So yeah, so this woman like yelled out, "Like no!" and they kissed, and then like then she yelled, "Finray forever!" (laughs) (laughs) And she yelled it like two more times. A couple minutes later, and people just like started shushing her. At that point, it's like, "Okay, okay, we got it, we got it." Like you wanted Finray. It's not the first time. It's funny. Then it's, then it's not Um, (laughs) Exactly. the most, honestly, the most interesting audience story for me was when a a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away came on the screen and the old lady on one side of me goes, Oh, it's neat that they did that. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's like, how long has it been since you saw one of these movies? She saw the original one in theaters and then she has not seen a single star Wars movie since. (laughs) I was like, hmm. <laughs> it was very funny. Her husband was like, oh, <laughs> he had clearly seen like every single one multiple times. And I was like, you know, she just like walks into the other room every single time. <laughs> I believe they do that for all these Star Wars. <laughs> so I, I don't even really want to go through the whole movie and specifically what parts I liked and didn't like. I just want to focus on like, my key takeaways from this movie, okay. the ones that bothered me the most and the ones that I liked the most. There's, there's few of the latter. Let's just yeah. say, <laughs> um, but uh, starting off right at the beginning, the opening crawl. This okay. A, <laughs> this We're is, off to a bad start, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this was a bad, bad place to start. Uh, this was probably the roughest crawl of any of the nine Star Wars movies. Um I great you've rewatched the prequels more recently than I have. Uh, yeah. can you <laughs> do you recall any of the crawls from there being like particularly objectionable? I usually find them just be like, okay, good. This is where we are. There's nothing really like annoying about them or bad. It's just like I generally tune them out. Um mainly because I think they're useless and I think they're very useless in the prequels. Like there's no there's nothing really of note happening in like any of them. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't love like any of the, the, I don't know. The crawl thing is like, it's iconic, but I'm like, I don't know that I see the point in like any of the prequel ones. So <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but it's not like bad. Like, I'm just like, okay, if you aren't somebody who's like seen these movies a bunch of times, you might want this, but 
like generally I don't I don't care. So I'm like I might send a text during them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, All right. Uh, so we got a crawl hater here. I generally like the crawls. Okay. I mean, I do think that they don't always add a whole lot to the movie, but they're, they're, they're just, just like, like it's part of what makes Star Wars Star it's Wars. Part it's part of Star Wars. Like you have to have them. I just like I don't know. Like I don't need to like some of the stuff that they lay out. It's like, yeah, I know. And we could have figured that out in the movie in like two seconds. And it really wouldn't have made a difference. Well, this, this was my biggest objection to this crawl in particular is that they, they resurrect Palpatine in the crawl. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. They don't do anything (laughs) like that. in the other ones, um, like what the hell? The whole Palpatine, like, they resurrect Palpatine not there. They resurrect Palpatine in the the trailer where you hear him laughing. And everybody was like, Palpatine? And I was like, I'm going to shoot myself in this movie. I know it. I was just like, oh, it it can't be real. Like, he's not going to be back. There's going to be, like, a flashback or... He's going to show up as a force ghost. Like, ooh, that'd be interesting. We've never seen a Sith force ghost before. Uh, but no, like I was I was bargaining at that point. I recognize now. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, like they could have just been like, there's a mysterious broadcast, which first of all, like how dumb is that? That like, that's what kicked things off. Ooh, like so, Palpy's sending out some hot takes on Twitter. Uh, we gotta go check it out. Like, to be fair, the president of the United States is like starting a war by just sending stuff out on Twitter. (laughs) Oh man, that's exactly what's happening right now. This is this is the the film for our times. They've really Trump is Palpatine. Put their yeah, but they've got their finger on the pulse of America here. Um, but yeah, so like they could have just been like, "There's a mysterious broadcast," and like. I, I don't know what you put in there to to lure Kylo Ren over there. Something about like the future of the First Order or something. But then he shows up and it's Palpatine. It's like a surprise or something. Putting it in the crawl is just like, hey, Palpatine's back. By the way, here go here comes the movie. Like, yeah, I really hated that. I like. There's no <laughs> right. tension that's, whatsoever. That's really anything. bad. It does. It does completely deflate any tension. I just hated so much about the presence of Palpatine in this movie that it's like, it's like, I don't even know, like that's a great place to start with hating on Palpatine in this movie, but it's like from start to finish Palpatine was like a key figure in this movie. And I think that's why I hated so much of it. I was like, we've had to deal with him as the big bad for two fucking trilogies, (laughs) two fucking trilogies. And now we're doing it again at the last minute. I might add you, you shoehorned him in like, for no reason you didn't have to do this and to do it in the opening crawl like "Mm, palpatine's here he's sending out this message that it's honestly it's like insulting like (laughs) (laughs) yes i was definitely annoyed by the concept of him being around at all but it being in the crawl was just like the icing on the cake there it's just be like we're not even pretending like we're gonna try to make this make sense we're just throwing it on the screen we're writing it in words, and now you have to process that and try to make it make sense with the rest of the movies. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's silly. Actually, you know what? I remembered something else uh, even earlier than The Crawl that sort of <laughs> soured me on this whole experience. Um, going a little off topic, but the trailers before this movie were also c- significantly not great. Well, um, I didn't see it at an AMC 
I only had like two trailers. The Nighthawk only shows like one or two. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you uh, three of the trailers, at least that I've written down that were before uh, this movie. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Black Widow Mm. and Mulan. These are all bad. We got a Mulan one, I will say. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, these all like. There's just so many either franchise movies or remakes of other movies that are going on. I was like already in the mood to not watch another like by the book formulaic blockbuster movie. But uh, yeah, so th- this set up something that um, I said later on that I'll, I'll mention. Um But yes, the, the trailers, not a fun experience. The crawl, not a fun experience. We're already not uh not doing too well here we're having a bad time (laughs) we are having a very bad time um the opening crawl starts and you're like i have a bad feeling about this (laughs) exactly it's a callback see (laughs) don't you get it (laughs) other people had a bad feeling about something um Though to be fair, when they you when they did re reprise that line, it was actually pretty good. I thought it was people fine. In the, yeah, people was in the theater like that, and um, I thought Lando Calrissian was like all his parts were really good, except the bit at the end, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, like especially him showing up um, at the festival was really cool. Oh yeah, Burning um, Man. I really enjoyed <laughs> Outer Space Burning Man with Outer those hooded things. Awesome. Like I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. This is cool. Okay, yeah. So yeah, let, let's let's talk about something positive now to sort of break things up. Yes, that fe- that whole festival scene I actually really liked. Um, I thought um, like it was just really well designed, like visually, it looked cool. Um, it was neat seeing a little bit of like another culture in space because I think that's what makes Star Wars is so cool is you've got all these different alien races and you get to sort of see a little bit of like the different cultures and stuff has it feels like a real world you know um, and then Lando showing up was also really cool so yeah. like it was like a solid 10 minutes of this movie where I was like all right this is actually pretty good I yeah I actually really enjoyed that one little stretch of of movie too I didn't I mean, Ray gets like that weird necklace thing, and then somehow Ben Solo rips it off of her via time and space, whatever he does. I don't know. I didn't like that bit, yeah. but you know, that's okay. Um, I really don't like that thing. I don't like that plot device. I don't like anything about it. Like, <laughs> I don't they, like where they're connected, like, through like, like <laughs> all of these mini space miles or whatever, and somehow he can like rip a necklace off of her because they're also like so connected that they can physically touch or something. I don't like. Yeah. I think it's stupid. It's not explained. I'm like, I, it just is dumb, and it's like clearly set up to to be like, oh, they're like star-crossed lovers with this deep connection, and it's like, but they have like zero chemistry, so I'm confused. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like in in um in the last movie when they started doing that. Uh, like sliding into each other's space dms it was already like kind of annoying and like weird and didn't really make sense but and then but this i one... like the last movie so much more than this one that yeah. it's like, totally but, fine. <laughs> and also in this one they added the fact that you can like take other matter from like wherever they exactly. are and put it, it mean... into the other place like they're now teleporting stuff oh, like i we've 
literally never seen anything like this in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and they're not now. explaining it. And like... you're <laughs> acting like it's just nothing. Like nobody seems that surprised when it happens. Like holy fuck! Like that that wasn't here a minute ago, Wait. and now it is. Like, so their only reaction will be like Ray being like. Ben Solo knows where we are. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like that's that's your reaction, not um. By the way, how the fuck did he do what he just did? Like, <laughs> exactly. there's a bunch of stuff like that in this movie that like gets done for the first time ever in a Star Wars film, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's how things work now. It's like, but that that was never part of the rules in the other eight movies that we've watched, right? So why why are we at least like at least make it seem exceptional when it happens in this movie exactly. to like but emphasize like, that can, it's something new. You can add wrinkles to the forest. You can add new things. That's really fine. In fact, that should happen in an expanding universe, obviously, but you gotta make some effort to explain it and make it not seem like it was always a thing that could happen when we've never seen it happen. Like, yeah. like you can't just treat it as nothing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That and like the, the whole force healing thing too. Yeah. Like, putting some of your life force into somebody some else of my life for yeah shut up ray what are you why, talking about why did you like, put your life force into like this weird snake thing like <laughs> literally i well because you know protecting it that is why it backed down and didn't try to kill us yeah but i'm pretty sure all of you could have taken it out whatever um and I, but like and also she didn't know that like healing it would make it not attack them She's real. You know, she <laughs> could have just been making it stronger. But then, like, also, is she like gonna live less long now because she put some of her life in the snake? I don't know. Like, <laughs> we don't really know what that means. Well, like um, Ben Solo put his life force in her, so I'm sure she recouped it or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um. Yeah, because it's clear we can see later on. Um. That if you put like too much of your life force into somebody else, then you die. Just like you actually dissolve into dust. You don't yeah. even just die. You just like disappear. It, it happened to um, Leia too. You do the Jedi death. You, I like, don't love all like any of that that happened. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, what's happening? Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, but going back to burning man festival, Yes. There are some other crazy issues that I had with this entire unfolding event of events, right? So they are here, and let's be clear, they are looking for, what's it called? The Sith what? The Sith Navigator, which, by the way, is yeah. the laziest goddamn name they could have come up with. It's literally just a GPS that's going to point you to, like, where the super secret Sith planet that's only been rumored for many, many, many years and clearly is home to, like emperor palpatine and every other sith lord ever except none of them have names or phases they're just like a mass of people in black hoods um it completely ridiculous like things happen not really explained they're just like oh we've all heard that this place exists and it's like have we have we um and they're all like cool with it and they're like we go find it find a sith navigator which has been hidden this whole time and i'm like what what are yeah, like things that we're talking about? Is this a fucking horcrux? Like, what are we doing? And so yeah, then it I, starts playing out they, like, 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 like
shouldn't they just need a location or something? For some reason, they need like the actual navigator. Despite and it's not really explained. It's like the it's like as though like the only way you can find a location is if you have this navigator. And it's like, but the location exists. Navigator, yeah. what just points you there? Like clearly, there is a place where you just know the lo- like the location is known. Um, of yeah, course, the issue is like. Like, is there, like, some sort of magical cloak over or something that you can't find it by traditional means? Exactly. Like, and later in the movie, Ray is able to give them the directions to the place, despite the fact that none of their other ships have the Navigator on board. She's just giving them the directions. So (laughs) They had to basically murder C-3PO to get the way there and like <laughs> like they're just like mm, whatever like and now ray can just tell everyone and it's fine and did you ever need the sith navigator and like they go there and there are so many things that happen here that drive me absolutely insane like we have to do this weird motorcycle chase through the sand which was pretty much fine until they get stuck in quicksand and finn says ray i forgot to tell you and never again in the entire goddamn movie does he say what he forgot to tell her it drives me insane it is driving me insane right now he never (laughs) says it there is no big secret that he has he never tells her anything of import ever for the rest of the movie like what what were you gonna say why was that line in the movie like and of course like finn ray people like, oh, was in love with her and it's like that's like very clearly not it let's just all be clear on that one like well that's what i thought it was like because that's the only thing that would make sense like right before you think you're gonna die what are you gonna tell someone like oh ray i meant to tell you i was the one who ate your burrito that one time three years ago no like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be like you secretly love someone or something. But then now, like, but there's they, no, they're giving interviews out there that are like, no, that's not what it is. It's like Finn was going to say that he was force sensitive. And like, why on earth would you tell someone that, like, right before you die? Hey, Ray, I could have used the force, but now we're going to die. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't make sense either. Like, no, no explanations make sense. I say it doesn't make sense that he would say he loves her because there's really no, I like, is there any indication of that? Like, he had a romantic interest in The Last Jedi with somebody else and didn't seem yeah. to, like, that was fine. And in well, this he kind of had a crush on her in Force Awakens. Finn has then... a new crush on everybody every movie. Because in yeah. this movie, he develops a new crush on this other girl. At least it's implied. It's never, like, explicitly stated. But, like, there's this, like, very strong connection between him and the other former Stormtrooper. And they never do he... anything with it, of course. No, cause... of course not, because it's this movie. And so, um, <laughs> like... But so it's just like this completely ridiculous line that is like in the moment it is shot and delivered with such import. Like it's like you think that's going to come back. It's not like a throwaway moment. It's not like a little like, oh, you blink and you'll miss it line that somebody just said. Like it is like given time and nothing, nothing. And then and here we are getting into more spoilers. This is totally different. It's the same place. Ben fucking Kylo Ren, whatever his name is, shows up. And Rey is trying to stop this ship that has Chewie on it. And she blows it up with force lightning. And somehow Chewie's not on it. It Literally, what other ship did he get on? Where <laughs> where did he go? Like that I was hate the- it. 
like, so much about that scene so much like we're never shown another ship that he could have been on it's just like after the fact they're like oh yeah there was another ship there it's like the why didn't we fucking see that ship and why did finn seem to think that chewie was on that ship when he saw him get on the ship that he got on yes like, <laughs> yes what on and earth everybody thought he was on that ship like also just like logically just to be clear it honestly made sense for Chewie to die and I don't want to see Chewie die but like they killed the whole Solo family yeah like they wiped C-3PO's memory and all of that like it kind of felt like it yeah. was his like it was time like they were clearly intentionally killing off all of the old the original trilogy yeah, sort of the characters. old crew or casualties like they're they're fighting their last battles and I also thought like wow like she killed Chewie. like that's gonna be a huge thing that she has to wrestle with later on and then like immediately we find out that he's okay so it's like oh all right never mind yes that doesn't matter i thought it was like gonna be like her struggle with the darkness inside her like oh no now like finally my lack of control over my powers caused me to hurt somebody i love but now like it's just like it's a it's another switcheroo it's something yes. to make you think that like there's something going on but actually it's something different aha we got gotcha. you it. oh it's it's just it's full of little gotcha moments like that and also another thing that bothered me about that scene and it bothered me about the way the force in general is tweet uh, tweeted the way the force in general is treated in the new movies is that it's it's like way too powerful yes the force absolutely. you could do way more stuff with the How force than you I'm sorry, Never controlling a ship that is actively trying to fly away is not something a new Force student just, like, does. Like It's crazy. <laughs> and, and, like, I hate those, like, those diehard fans who were, like, raise a Mary Sue who's too powerful too quickly. Like, yada, yada, yada. I hate that. But being able to just, like, pull back a ship like that is, I mean, come on. Like, I don't think... Just, I don't think anyone should be that strong in the force. It doesn't make sense. Like if you have, if anyone can have that level of power, then it's impossible for any forces to ever be assembled against you. Somebody who actually like had that level of strength and had practiced it could just crash every ship into the ground, make the entire fleet explode. And then the battle would be over. Yeah. It's too it's, powerful a I weapon mean, in this scenario. We all remember that like Luke's big training back in the original trilogy was like just lifting a ship that wasn't even trying to go anywhere else out of the water. Like, and yeah. like that was considered like, if he could do that, that's like, he's, he's done. Like it's good. Like <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> like, big test. Just that to was a ship that matter wasn't at all. Putting up a fight. Like how this thing like is putting up a huge fight and she can just do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as long as as long until Ben Solo comes in and is like trying to like stop, you know, and suddenly out of nowhere, she shoots lightning out of her hands, like and blows it completely up, which is like I, the whole lightning thing. Like they're saying it's, I guess, like a Palpatine family trait. Right. And it's like, yeah. why? Why is that? Why is that a thing that only he can do? Why is that like a thing that she's just inherited? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. If anything, I thought it was like a Sith Lord thing. Like, yeah, I thought it was a Sith thing, but then you never see any of the other Sith in the new uh But it's totally believable that. to me that a Sith would do it, but only like the really powerful ones, and that Palpatine is one of the more powerful right. Sith. Like, that is totally believable to me. Instead, it's like genetic, which doesn't... I, 
I guess the the big elephant that we've now danced around is that Ray is revealed to be a Palpatine, which yeah. is completely. We'll, we'll get to that. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll cover that in. Uh, but like, but, like making it like it's just like they have like no regard for like the mechanics of like the force and all of the different powers. They're just like throwing them out there because they think they'll look cool in the moment. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of like the way magic was treated in the last few Harry Potter movies. It's like, it used to be people had a specific spell that they were doing. That spell would do something specific. And then the last few movies, it was just like, I'm shooting lightning out of my beam sword and just firing power and electricity at you. And it's destroying things. And then like, that's how the force has been treated in this new trilogy. It's not like a careful manipulation of the objects in your environment. It's just like, wham, slam, bam, everywhere. Magic. It's it's just it's so over the top and it's such an overpowered skill to have in this universe when everyone else is just shooting little blasters. And like like I thought it was bad when Kylo Ren was able to stop blaster shots in midair. Why why can he do that? And we've never seen like any of the master Jedi in the prequels do that. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. So much of this movie, like it it just like it. I don't know. It's hard to like get invested in the movie when every time they like switch up the rules of like the force and everything and don't bother to explain it. it I mean, it just takes you completely out of it. Cause you're like, wait, hold on. Since when can that happen? Since when is this a thing? And like, it's just like one of the, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to harp on Disney on every single episode, but it's very clearly just a byproduct of like, we've just got to make this like appealing to the masses in the moment. Like if it looks cool, then people will like it, you know? And it's like, but that's not really what made Star Wars work for so long. Like, like Star Wars hasn't held up because it looked cool in the moment. Like, you know, Star Wars has held up because it's like got a great internal like world building and logic happening because it, whatever. And they just like threw that away in the, in favor of like big blockbuster moments, like, like Ray blowing up a ship with lightning, which by the way, isn't even that cool because there were no repercussions from it exactly zero like <laughs> like i said before if she'd actually killed chewy that would have been pretty crazy like we would have actually had to grapple with that it's like a ultimately this movie decision. took took virtually zero risks you think about like the big dramatic moments are like i mean like leia dying well we knew that had to happen not only because the internal logic of this sequel trilogy but also because like carrie fisher died um ben solo dying yeah you don't that's how Star Wars works. If you're a villain, you don't redeem yourself and then live. They they would never take that risk. Um, <laughs> you redeem yeah. yourself and die. Like and that's and such a shame like, too, because like I I thought that that was like a moment for them to like really present something complicated. It's like wow, this is the guy who was leading the First Order, who was like who killed so many people that we all care about, and yet he's the one who saved Ray, who saved the galaxy, helped stop. Palpatine and yep. no we don't have to grapple with any of that because he just conveniently dies right away it's so, the exact same thing like no it's the exact same fate as Darth Vader and like it's frustrating because not only have we seen that exact story before like there's just like no it, it's just like it doesn't want to make any effort to like push boundaries or like say anything new and this is coming on the heels of The Last Jedi which pushed a ton of Star Wars boundaries like yeah 
like and it's so it's like it, you can like feel the difference and it's like really it's like it's annoying it's exhausting like i i don't know and like i am really anti like this like whole like villain worship like i don't like the idea of like always like making the villains your interesting like brooding heroes and it's like well if they have a tragic backstory then it's fine like i don't i don't like that either and like that's what kylo ren always bordered on becoming like yeah <laughs> but like i also don't like he redeems himself in death as a thing like that's not interesting that's been done in 800 bazillion movies like yeah and in this same series exactly like, it would have been so much cooler if it was like you know like now he's he's finally turned back to the light side but now he has to like make amends for all the things that he actually did and like you could see like maybe some people would accept him more readily than others would and you'd act people would have to actually grapple with that it would be complex i believe, I believe you mean once upon a time seasons two through <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah some quality cinema like that that's what i'm talking about um, uh, that's what they did she committed genocide the evil queen and then just became the good guy um oh god <laughs> the reverse daenerys as we oh don't don't go there don't. <laughs> um there are other game of thrones parallels i'll make in this <laughs> but like yeah it's just like it's it, kylo ren was like i don't know like i he wasn't my favorite character to begin with i think adam driver was like underused um I, yeah like i didn't think that they like gave him the material that he deserved to work with he was just too like hot topic brooding all the time but it, like it really does the character a disservice to be like he is redeemed in this moment of death only like yeah and like that's not it's not interesting. It doesn't give the actor much to work with. Not an actor like Adam Driver. Like, yeah, it sucks. You, know. you can sense a lot of potential there. It's like it's kind of an interesting storyline that he like he turned against Luke because of like uh, that whole scenario. There's and very interesting potential to be mined in the reality <laughs> that <laughs> Luke tried to kill this kid because he got some bad vibes. Yeah, and so of course <laughs> it went evil. Good vibes only. Yeah, the kid went evil as a result because God knows I would too. I don't know. If somebody tried to murder me because they were like, I've seen that you will become evil. You just set me on the path to becoming evil. Like, it's a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy, my dude. Like, like, there's something interesting to be mined from the fact that he's trying to turn around and realizing that he never really wanted to be evil. He just didn't trust the good guys because they tried to kill him. Like, there yes. is... And Adam Driver is a talented actor... He like you can sense him struggling against uh, what he's being made to do at times. But instead, <laughs> instead, they make it this redemption and death and making it basically not really about being a good person, but about being in love with one person. Like and so that's not interesting either. I don't care that your turn to the good is that you wanted to save one woman. I really don't care. Like <laughs> that's not interesting either because that's it's, also been done a million times. It's like, like the inversion of Anakin's story where he turned to evil to save one woman. Yeah, but that was you know only marginally interesting. So. <laughs> that wasn't particularly well handled either. So no, <laughs> they should have learned from that experience. I mean, it would have helped if I real if I had honestly believed any of the romantic through line of Ray and Ben Solo, but I didn't. Like, it just it never worked for me. I didn't think they had a lot of chemistry, and I believe that Adam Driver can have chemistry. I've seen Marriage Story recently. Adam Driver can create chemistry with another actress. 
he did not do it in Star Wars. And like, oh, I never God. once believed it. The sad part is that even the Raylos are not happy with this movie now because uh, <laughs> because Kylo Ren died. So nobody got what they, they got wanted their kiss. out of that ending. Come- I don't think they were happy with the kiss alone. They wanted, they wanted uh, Ben and uh, Ray forever. Uh, yeah, they should be happy with it because most other quote unquote ships didn't get anything. Like, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the Finn Poes are the most disappointed, I believe. Um, Finn Poes are definitely the most disappointed, but they should have been. They should have been given what they wanted. They should. I mean, but they should have seen it coming. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, if you know we... anything. About <laughs> Why don't we spend a moment to talk about the gay representation in this installment of Star Wars? Well, uh, well, why don't we spend the four seconds that the movie spends on gay representation talking about it? It sucked, and it was I bad. hated it, and yeah. I never want to see Disney do that again. <laughs> it was uh, so More bad. than four seconds, Disney will actually do that again in every big movie they put out, and they will say that it was a big deal. We've already got the Marvel guys being like, yeah, we're going to have a trans character coming soon. I'm sure it'll be played by one of the Russos, so um, <laughs> we'll be good. Uh, for like two seconds, and they won't even actually mention it. It'll just be like, oh, but that character was trans. You just didn't know that because it wasn't relevant to the story. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. Uh, yes, the, all, all the best trans and gay characters are the ones that you have to tell us are after the fact. Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, the the gay representation in the Beauty and the Beast remake, where it's like, exactly. oh, look, LeFou Le dances with a man at the end. That's that's totes gay. Uh <laughs> There we go. Wait, is it? It's for like a second, and he looks kind of alarmed that he. Looks. <laughs> um. <laughs> Even he doesn't know that this is what's going on right now. Um. Yeah. So yeah, the scene in the movie—it's just a quick kiss between two women that we have like never really seen on the screen. That like, have aren't... we even seen them? That was my like. People are like they didn't feature heavily, and it was like, but did they like? They I couldn't even tell actors, it, but I don't think they ever had a line. I don't like. Yeah. I I think they were just like some of the extras or the featured extras, but yeah, definitely not major characters. Definitely on the screen for less than four seconds, and definitely confused the hell out of the audience at the screening I went to. Everybody was like cheering for all the big moments, like everybody hugging, and then when it came to that part, people were like, "Woo!" <laughs> it was like oh are we well, i guess we're supposed to care about this oh i don't know who these people are did they, people cheer a couple people did but it was it no. was like like i said it was kind of confused and like delayed there's like oh, oh woo yeah um this is new york and you see like six couples making out on the sidewalk every day nobody cared like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the slug hug got more uh, approval from our audience. Uh, um. The slug, the slug was good. Um, he was a good new character. What else is there to discuss? Oh, there's um. While we're just like talking about like romantic subplots at all, um, we have in this movie Poe Dameron does get a mild love interest, sort of applied. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated it. It was like a Zeo Power Ranger um, running around, like just like cracking jokes and being like a badass lady, which is like very cool. the whole thing. He was just like, oh, uh, maybe uh, you could thank me. Like he was like trying to come on her and she clearly wasn't into it. And he did it like multiple times. And I was like, who is this man? 
Like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is not interesting. And like, she said no. Oh, and like, she clearly wasn't having me. Like, Finn is like clearly like tr- like not like he will not like I don't know. Like, we don't have. It was just like this weird thing where they like tore apart like all of these romances other than ray and ben solo and it drove me insane it was like why are we getting rid of like finn and rose for no reason i mean they've offered a reason that doesn't that is bullshit so i'm not even gonna like justify it i just think that like it's ridiculous that like we had this romance built up in the last one and this one they don't even get like screen time together like and so we give finn this like character to bounce off of who like it's like so on it and it, like it's quite it's just questionable that the only romance they're gonna like fulfill here is like the ones with like just the white characters like anything else they're not gonna like like bother to like fully flesh out like very true very like, true i thought i thought it was ridiculous that they not only didn't have finn and rose like have any interest in each other in this movie but also that they so wrote down rose's part till she was barely in the movie at all like I think I feel like she has like two lines and like at the beginning of the movie it's like oh Rose are you coming she's like no I'm not I'm gonna like look through these schematics bye have fun in your adventure <laughs> and it's like they they just act like they've barely ever met before when they kissed in the last movie and she saved his life and like it looked like it was gonna be like a whole thing and now it's just like nope none of that ever happened JJ Abrams retcon it's all good um yeah, it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous that their explanation is that her scenes were with Carrie Fisher who died and so they couldn't like recreate those or whatever without actual Carrie Fisher when it's like, but her role should have been out like on the adventure with everyone else. Like why yeah. was her role being back at the base? Like <laughs> that nobody's asking. Yeah, like, like that was bad <laughs> to begin with. Like, yeah, why, why was that? And also like, I think the decision to leave Carrie Fisher in this movie it was really bad. Like they should have, they should have rewritten that part and reshot some stuff. Cause like the parts that she is in the movie are not good. Like mm-hmm. it's very clear. Like all the lines that she say make like no sense in context with what other people are saying to her. And like, she's in the movie a weird amount where it's like, she's there, but she doesn't really do anything or say anything important. And I like when just... they show her like from behind with like front lighting so you can't see her face or anything. And she just says, Ben, Ben, and <laughs> then whole... dies. And oh it's like, God. clearly it was not her. The and, death like, scene was so bad. It, it was, was so bad. Horrible. It made no it, sense. It and it had like, nothing leading up to it. It's we never... honestly like insulting. Like that they, they should not have included it. I'm sorry. It didn't need to happen. Like it did not need to be there. So it is really frustrating. <laughs> like, we had no explanation of like, oh, she's been really sick for a while or something. Like, why does she just die all of a sudden? You know, does... it's, it's exactly like when Padme died of grief. Like, it feels like, like that. It feels like that. Oh, I've got I've got to loop back to a hot take that I had, by the way. Um, the Anakin Padme romance is much better developed than any romance in any of the sequel movies. It is. If they had done Fenpo, that wouldn't be the case. But they didn't do Fenpo. Um, You could have had it. You could have had it, guys. Could have had it all, Adele. mm. (laughs) Um. Uh, But yeah, all that, all the stuff with Leia was just bad, which is like a real shame. I feel like like 
her, including her in this movie did a real disservice to her to have this be like her last performance that's like horribly cobbled together from like outtakes that they have and her that makes no I sense. I understood the impulse because they like want to give her a proper send off like because she didn't get a proper rap to her story in the last movie. And I, I get that. I really do. But like you can't. I don't know. You can't shoehorn it in in a way that feels inorganic every single time. Like, <laughs> it never felt natural. And then, okay, so more spoilers. At the end, we watch these sequences where it's like Leia is learning how to use a lightsaber and is training with Luke because she, you know, has realized she's force sensitive. And, um, which I guess is supposed to backwards explain how she used the force after the ship blew up in space and she pulled herself back into a ship. Which we uh, didn't really need an explanation for. But, I mean, I thought that okay, scene was but silly, but... We it, didn't need an explanation. We did not. Because it makes sense, especially in the context of a world where Ray can pull a ship down that's actively trying to fly away. <laughs> I don't care about her moving herself through space. Um, I think that it's clearly there because of those crazy fanboys, the same ones who had a problem with Rose and then the last Jedi, those fanboys who were like, how did she do that? That's never been explained. I don't get it. It's the exact, like it's the same thing where this movie like catered to that one vocal group who gave, you know, fucking the last Jedi, a bad audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, <laughs> like, it's for, it, and, but to have an explanation for that, but not have an explanation for why you can suddenly teleport objects across space using the force. These people won't care, but they, I think more importantly, they, that scene where she is training looks so fucking bad. Like something about the, like the, the CGI Leia face, like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is really, really bad. Like this is not Rogue One where it was like slightly jarring to see young Leia again. This is like. It's just, like, ugly to look at. And it looks then, like they're wearing a mask the entire Well, time. but did you see the articles that came out, like, this week where they were like, these that that's actually footage that was left over from the original trilogy that didn't get used. And I was like, there's no fucking way. That is a blatant lie. That no. is so bad. Apparently, like, no. What happened was they used Billy Lord for those scenes, and then they also, like, combined it with scenes from The Last Jedi. Yeah, it's apparent that they did something like that. But no, 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 not even The Last Jedi. The original trilogy. Oh, saying. right. No, Return of the Jedi. That's what I meant. Okay, good. I was like, no, it's like <laughs> the original movies. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, you can look at it and tell. And it's insulting that, like, you would try to make us think that it's, like, some of the articles are presenting it as, like, that's what it is. It's just recycled footage. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> don't try to claim it's that. I was so, like, it looks really bad. And I really hated it. I was like, you should not have included this. Like, if you wanted to explain that Leia had her own lightsaber, guess what? You could have just done it. Like, you don't have to, like, right. shoot me. You need a flashback. In this case. Like, this... And we would all understand why you couldn't show me, because the actress is no longer with us. Like, Here's an interesting question. Like, how many times in the original trilogy do we have a whole flashback just to explain how an object came to be? You know, like, never. when... When Obi-Wan gives Luke his father's lightsaber, he just tells him, this is your father's lightsaber. Does the original use employee flashbacks at all? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. See, that's the thing. I don't like, they didn't mess around with stuff like that because you don't need to, you don't you can just tell the story that you're trying to tell and have the actors carry it rather than having to like flash around all the time. Flashbacks should be used very, very sparingly. And like, 
that was not a good example of a flat. <laughs> like it's like just what like it's such a simple concept that it wasn't necessary. Oh, Leia trained in the Force and she had a lightsaber. You we instinctively understand that. You don't need to show it. Like yeah. you especially don't need to get Billy Lord out there running around and superimpose Leia's face on her. Like no offense to Billy Lord. I love Billy Lord, but she didn't even need to be in these movies, so I'm very confused. Like <laughs> that like why they cast an actress who we all know by name is like completely bizarre to me. Like for that role, but <laughs> like I don't know. It's just like it's a weird choice and it's like a choice that was made I guess to like please again like old school fans who would want to just see one last glimpse of like young Leia and Luke but it didn't work it looked really ugly (laughs) yeah uh how soon do you think it is before they do the special editions of this movie so they can update that effect make it look well how much i don't know how much i don't does george lucas doesn't have a ton of rights over that anymore right no that's true he's not gonna be doing that anymore so i don't think disney will do that the same way like disney disney's bad at a lot of things but one thing they don't do is like add a bunch of unnecessary stuff to their movies when they re-release them they might like restore them quote unquote but they don't like add new things you know Um, so I i don't think we have to worry about that too much did you read that um uh, quote unquote jj abrams had uh, an ending for this movie that would blow your mind and the ending was like a, a force ghost sequence featuring hayden christensen and stuff and it was like <laughs> i don't think that is like gonna be like a people pleaser just to be clear like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, if, if there's some hardcore hayden christensen fans that have been crying out for more screen time for him um yeah, I don't I don't know. I I don't really buy into all this like release the JJ cut stuff. It's it's like it's the no, same. No, but I think I think Batman that part before. is like real. I think the the idea that he had a sequence that included right. Force Ghost, that's like a verified concept. Okay, but I I don't buy into the idea that you can like that there's a version of this movie that's like really good that we just no. need to see a different cut. I don't think I don't think there's a version of this movie that doesn't suck. Like I think this movie just sucks. Like <laughs> It's the same thing we saw with Batman versus Superman. It's like you, you're just trying to cope with the fact that the movie was disappointing. And you're like, there's a version out there somewhere on some hard drive that's really good. And we just need that to be released. It's like, no, it just it just wasn't a good movie. That's all. This is not the kind of movie, just like Batman versus Superman wasn't the kind of movie, that can be made better with a few extra scenes or a few scenes removed. It's just like not, like there's structural problems. Skywalker that like you can't just take out and I don't believe that J.J. Abrams was so shocked when he saw it that he didn't understand where this movie came from like (laughs) that concept (laughs) is ridiculous to me it's like yeah you can't have filmed a version of this movie that looks nothing like this and surprised you you just can't have there's like no way like (laughs) so (laughs) um all right doing one more positive thing before i get into some real negatives here again um i thought c3po in this movie was really good he was very entertaining that's has such a, a like cop out positive <laughs> c3po had... was always one of the most entertaining aspects of the movies <laughs> he didn't have as much to do in the last two movies but he was really uh present and funny in this one his he whole, was very funny this whole scene where he introduces the um space burning man and everybody just looks at him like a total weirdo and he like looks behind him was absolutely hilarious yeah that was um, really good i liked that as well 
unfortunately like the whole plot with his memory and stuff didn't really make a lot of sense or really work for me like no. first of all they like he he gets this translation of the dagger but refuses to translate it which okay like apparently translator droids now have languages they won't translate oh yeah to be clear the dagger will point them to the sith planet yeah, because that's another thing. There's like the Sith Navigator, but that another didn't thing, work out. So another thing that points you to another thing. I'm telling you, this movie was heavily inspired by Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Okay, these well, are all like. <laughs> have any of the other? Have any of the original Star Wars movies focused so heavily on like just finding no. a map to another no. place? There has I, never. Well, yes, me A so New much. Hope and The Force Awakens were actually directly about. <laughs> <laughs> finding like maps and blueprints <laughs> like um, yeah the force awakens is like the whole part just like we need to find a map to find luke oh wait we've got part of the map but not the other part we need to put the two pieces together it's like jesus christ what? yeah the whole the whole like artifact quest thing did not work for me in this like it's just like star wars is not that kind of movie like <laughs> It never really was. And if you're going to do that, you have to make the rest of the adventure really interesting to make us buy into that whole conceit. Right, because it's such a simple plot con plot device. Like, it takes no effort to think about, like, <laughs> like it's such a, like, boring plot. And so you really have to make the rest exciting. <laughs> so the th thing with C-3PO is, like, they they lose the dagger because they lose Chewie who was carrying the dagger. And so the only way they have access to the translation of this Sith thing they need to read is in C-3PO's memory bank. So then they have to go hack his memory and everything. But then they end up going back to the ship to rescue Chewie and then they pick up the dagger again. So, so it's like that, that whole that whole scene in between. It's like, oh, we still have the copy in his memory bank. So like, yeah, it doesn't really matter though because like we could have gotten the dagger anyway i guess they still would have had to translate it but then they would have they could have done that without the whole part where the dagger goes missing so it's like that it's it's silly it's really silly i don't know how else to describe it um and then it turns out that they needed the dagger anyway because it was it wasn't just the translation it was also like a physical part of the dagger that guided them to the thing so god it's so stupid <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I really hate that. The whole, like, I mean, it, it's just, like, clear that some of this stuff is, like, just to pad out the runtime or something. And, like, we get to go to this, like, winter planet where it's just, like, fucking white run in Sky, Skyrim or whatever. Like, it's just, like, perpetually winter and it's mountains and snowy and we have a Zeo Power Ranger there. We And also, it's all done by this little thing called Babu Frick, which... I'm sure everybody else loves, but once again, I'm annoyed by it because I'm annoyed by every little cute creation that Star Wars has ever put out. <laughs> I hate the Ewoks. I hate Baby Yoda. I hate Babu Frick. I hate it all. I hate them all. Like, every single one of them. Baby Yoda's but, awesome. Yeah, of course. I know Baby, you think that. I Baby hated the Yoda. porks. Like, I like I the Ewoks. All of these things. Um, I like watched... the Ewoks. I, white, I like have... the Ewoks a little more than other things. Have you watched the Ewoks standalone movies? No. <laughs> They're they're very good in my memory, and I'm not going to watch them again to question that memory. Are they on Disney Plus? I'm sure you could find them. Ooh, um, I don't know. Actually, I I haven't checked. Um, but 
Uh, I don't have Disney Plus because fundamentally and morally, I won't do that. Because I'm not a fucking corporate tool, man. But I will pay for Hulu, which is owned by Disney now. So really, yeah. whatever. Um, Either way, the mouse gets your dollar. It always I happens. Fucking want to fucking. <laughs> I want to set fucking Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser on that goddamn mouse. Mungo Jerry. <laughs> Rumple Teaser. Um. <laughs> Oh God, that's like a whole other segment. And so, um, <laughs> the, I, like, I really, I, I don't want to pay for Disney Plus, but I don't like Babu Frick. I don't know. There was just like something about the whole thing that was just like it was annoying. Babu Frick, like, I don't know that whole sequence. I didn't like. I didn't like that we were there. It was like kind of boring. I, whatever. The like the. Uh- the part that took place on that planet actually I thought was kind of interesting. Like having the like when you saw the stormtroopers searching everyone's houses and everything, it really calls back to a lot of like the World War II imagery they use in these movies. Where it's like it, it, they remember seem when like, they did you use interesting imagery? Yeah. I don't know. There were Every, like no movies in a row that used them. And then this one honestly had like nothing in that compared to that. That uh, that one scene I thought had pretty interesting imagery. Um I'm tr- I'm struggling to think of another one that was really good. It was kind of cool visually. to see like the fallen piece of the Death Star. Yeah. Okay. Like, that, that, was that was a cool, cool planet. That was a cool planet. The the uh, the whole lightsaber fight with the waves cool. coming. The planet. The planet was like. The planet was like the, I don't know like the grass plains and Game of Thrones mixed with the water <laughs> bot. Like yeah, that Only was the like, water stuff was cool. Yeah, just not even the water. It was just like that. There was like this crescent moon shaped piece of the Death Star sitting there. Like, and it makes sense that there would be a piece of the Death Star somewhere. So it was like this very cool, like, concept of like, there are ruins in this world. Like, because we've never really explored that other than that brief, like, plane, like that brief flight sequence in um, The Force Awakens where she, right, like, yeah, flies through those ruins. Like, that's, I think, really cool too. I like that. But I like this idea of like ruins existing in this world because Star Wars is so full, like Star Wars is so pertinent to like film history and there's so much history in the Star Wars universe. And so like I like this idea of revisiting ruins like that. Well, it's nice that- too because like I feel like Star Wars in general has done like a good job of showing like futuristic space type technology in sort of a realistic way in that like some of it's old and outdated, some of it's like junk and like so you can actually imagine like a junkyard full of spaceships or an old ruined part of a battle station existing in this world absolutely yeah so yeah that that part was cool i'm not sure why the doors on that part of the death star still work but <laughs> that's questionable <laughs> but yeah yeah we'll we'll leave that part be cuz it was it was kind of cool i did like that on that planet with the the old death star there was like a like a small colony of like former stormtroopers who were opposed to to like you know the first order living. <laughs> oh, see, that's funny because I I actually I didn't really like that that much. I thought it made Finn seem like less unusual. Or I mean, I guess I did. I mean, I don't know. I like know it. I think it makes sense. And it's cool that there's like some sort of like hope out there. Like that there were others who defected. I think that makes sense to me. It wasn't a huge group. It wasn't like he found that there were like hundreds of them. Like <laughs> he found <laughs> that there were like 15 of them. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not that. I don't know. I don't think that's that bad. Um, 
Yeah. Because he still defected in a solo manner. Like, he did it without, like, they ostensibly did it as a group. He was one guy. And he (laughs) He had to escape, like, an entire uh, Star Destroyer all on his own. (laughs) But then, of course, the next movie, he was scared and wanted to run away. But... I have a lot of questions about Finn's characterization. Um, It seems like there's been a lot of whiplash in like every movie. It's like, I don't know who you are. Um, Of course, I feel like we could say that about every character if we wanted to. That's, that's the whole series as a whole. I mean, I'll, I say, I, I do like the last Jedi a lot. I like a lot of what they're doing, but in retrospect now with how much of that film was undone by this film and then like how much that film undid stuff like either undid or subverted stuff from force awakens. It's like the whole thing is so disjointed. Now nothing flows together. This trilogy makes no sense as like a whole. Um, it's like my, like my least favorite trilogy in the world. That makes no sense. Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man two and the iron lady. It's just who, who put this trilogy together? I'm going to fucking reach through the Discord <laughs> server and punch you in the face. <laughs> um, um, fucking iron. Fuck the iron lady. God damn it. Um, God. Did you like that movie? I did not like that movie. I didn't see that movie. No. Okay. It was not good. Um, anyway, that's... <laughs> um that is a that would be a terrible trilogy you're right so i love the last jedi i love it it's like in my top favorite star wars movies um it's like empire empire yeah empire is my first favorite yes empire is my favorite a new hope last jedi easy like i don't even have to think about it that's my order of star wars movies um, and it's kind of close between A New Hope and Last Jedi at, at moments. Just because mm-hmm. I think The Last Jedi is very bold and brave in a way that Star Wars hadn't been since, like, the first two Star Wars movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and, like, so, like, I, I love that about it. And I hate that The Rise of Skywalker, like, came in and just, like, went so safe and undid any of the bold moves that The Last Jedi took. Right. And, like... It's just like, I don't know how you set yourself up for a future in your franchise when you're so scared to move away from a movie that first came out in the 1970s. Like, you just, it's time for a change. And like, you may think that this is going to make you money right now, but like long term, I this is not going to be remembered. I know that Disney doesn't care about that. They don't care it, if they get remembered. They care about making a billion dollars. Like, yeah. But that's infuriating to me because of the Star Wars legacy, which like those movies like changed film as we know it. Like (laughs) they're so hugely influential and you're just putting out a movie just to make money. Like that makes me like even the prequel trilogy. I don't think you can say that about like, (laughs) like they (laughs) they're shitty, but they, they were not like wrote by the numbers like boring they had a consistent storyline at least yeah. and like they had something they were trying to say but yeah the new one like as a trilogy the new trilogy feels very cynical and like it's all like just it's such a like to just play it, the hits again i it's such a i didn't like, like yeah continue 
Oh, I didn't like Last Jedi as much as any of the originals. I actually, I feel like a lot of people don't like Return of the Jedi for some reason, but I, I do like it. A it's bit. the Ewoks. <laughs> I love the Ewoks. What it is? It's They're the fun. Ewoks. <laughs> They're great. Wicket. I'm a big Wicket fan. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought it, it's definitely the best Star Wars movie besides any of the originals. I think Empire is also my favorite. But um, I mean, that's like the norm. Yeah. Everybody's favorite should be Empire. If um, Empire is not your favorite. You've got a. Pro- I'm sorry, you got a problem. That's last, like. So Last Jedi perfect, would be like fourth, just because like, it 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 did like it took risks. I, I don't think those risks always landed, but the ones I mean, that did, I have with it, definitely. Were, yeah, the ones that did worked really well. I really liked that they just killed off Snoke in the middle of the second movie. Like, I can love that. No it. one saw that coming, and it actually worked really well because it's like, well, just because he's dead doesn't mean the whole movement stops. And like Kylo Ren has his own motives that are separate from Snoke's, and now he's going to try to push those forward. There's a, you know what? There's like a whole other. Here's another point about the rise of Skywalker. They kill Snoke, and Kylo Ren takes over the First Order. And by the rise of Skywalker, I swear to God, First Order did not feel like a threat to me. It was like Kylo Ren as an individual or Emperor Palpatine. Who the fuck is the First Order anymore? Like, <laughs> like I was like, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't feel like a big threat. It doesn't feel like they're, like, dominating the galaxy. Like, it just feels like they're, like, they were were a thing. And now it's like Kylo Ren and a few people are coming after you. But what's really the worst they can do? Like well, that's, that's one of the things that's very confusing about the gap between these two movies that I don't think gets talked about enough. We all know that this movie undoes a lot of the things from the last one. But, like, most importantly, at the end of Last Jedi, like, the Resistance is on their last legs. Like, they've been beaten down till there's, like, I don't know, less than 100 of them left. They've got like no ships. They've got no support there. And like the first order is stronger than ever. And we see them like in this dire position and they're desperately waiting for some sort of hope. And then at the beginning of this movie, it seems like they're doing all right. And the first order isn't really like, I mean, they're obviously pretty strong, but they're not exactly dominating. Like it seems like we're back to the sides being kind of even, which why like why because the first order actually they they want palpatine's whole fleet for some reason like why do they need this whole other fleet of ships if they're already like completely destroying the resistance why does it matter like right i mean you're absolutely right it makes zero sense (laughs) it also okay and this is like a completely different topic i don't think we discussed earlier there's this like been this through line in all of these movies where it's like, will Ray turn to the dark side? And like in this, it's this movie where we see like this glimpse of like dark Ray, right? Like, and she's like evil or something standing in the snow with a hood. But like, there is never once any indication that she's actually has any reason to turn to the dark side. There's right. no, like she has no draw towards it. There's no event that sets her on that path. There's nothing like, and and it's it, like just, she's just supposed to do that because of her blood, apparently. But because like, well, but like they don't even. I mean, until this movie, that was not a thing. And like exactly. And then like, and there's no like, she never shows a draw towards it. So it's just like this whole like, because you're powerful, you will be drawn to the dark side. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, and they don't set up it. That's one of the biggest issues. There is no 
there is never a belief that she might turn to the dark side because they never give us a reason to think she might turn evil. Like, in the original trilogy, the whole threat that Luke might turn to the dark side is set up by him being very impulsive, um, very like quick to anger, and very conflicted. And the Emperor plays off of those tendencies of him saying like i sense the conflict within you i sense your anger lash out join the dark side stuff like that and there's actually a fear that like maybe he might maybe his anger over uh seeing his friends destroyed over um his father being turned into darth vader that might be enough to sway him but you never feel like that in this movie or no, in the she doesn't, at all let's be clear she doesn't have any of her friends really destroyed i mean like I guess, like, Leia and Han Solo and stuff matter, but, like, she didn't know them that long. Like, <laughs> and, like, she wasn't even real. Like, by the time Leia died, it was, like, she clearly wasn't going to join the dark side. She'd already been willing to fight Emperor Palpatine by then. Like, <laughs> um, like, she has, like, there's no, like, I don't know. There's just, like, no reason to ever believe that she would do that. And so it's, like, the stakes are so low. Like... <laughs> Oh God, it's so annoying. They just couldn't like, I don't know. They they really did a bad job. Bad job, Disney. <laughs> All right, um, we could probably talk about this for hours, but I yes. wanna I wanna make two more sections before we wrap this up, and then just yeah. try to close it out. Um, I have a couple lines that I wrote down from this movie that I really disliked. I don't know if there's any that you remember in particular. Not specific lines, but I'm here for it. I'm here. All right. Um. My one of my favorites was when um, this is after the whole intro section where we find out that Palpatine's alive and that he's trying to get uh, Kylo Ren to kill Ray and all that. And then we're back at the resistance base and Poe just says, somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> <laughs> that is really that's good. Like, that's about like you could just put that in the opening crawl. <laughs> Why why do we start out with like the dead speak and all that stuff? Just put the opening crawl. Somehow Palpatine returned and then just like call it a day there. That's it. Imagine if the opening crawl crawl just said somehow Palpatine returned. Um, (laughs) And we're like, okay, yeah, sounds. I, okay. You know what's actually, that actually brings up a really good point that I've had about this whole, this whole thing. Is it like Poe saying somehow Palpatine returned is very funny because Poe is very young compared to like, the Leia's and Luke's of the world, right? Right. Was he even alive when Palpatine was a threat? I don't think, I mean, Ray wasn't presumably like, I mean, she was, but like, was she, she was like a baby. And so like now, like that brings up the question of when in the first, in the force awakens, when Ray is like, wait, Luke Skywalker wasn't just a legend. It's like, what the fuck? That was like five years ago. Like, <laughs> right. Like they all apparently think that like all this stuff was made up stories, but like they just immediately accept that Palpatine was real too. Yeah. Like it like all like it wasn't that long ago. Why are these people like these are just legends? The Like when somebody's like the force is just a legend. I'm like, what? The Darth Vader saga was like 20 years ago. These like, people are still alive. <laughs> Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> Jedi's weren't just a legend. Yeah, they they were still like Ben Solo was training until he was what thirteen. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, it the 
this idea, like, so I really want to see, like, a movie deal with just, like, what history is in this world. Like, what did these people... I don't understand. <laughs> so in the, I think they were trying to do something similar to the original trilogy when in the original trilogy, like the Jedi are for all intents and purposes extinct. Um, it's like this ancient strange religion that people like have heard about, but don't know a thing about uh, Vader's going around using it to like choke people and people like, what is this weird thing that he does? But like, it makes sense there because like all the Jedi were killed off by like the events in yes. Revenge of the Sith and then the Empire took over and it's just all been Empire for decades and decades and that's all anyone knows in this movie it's like the good guys won like the Jedi returned return of the Jedi you know people should have heard about them and like believe that this stuff is real but they have to like find out about it all over again for some reason I don't know it doesn't make any sense it's very bizarre which is why that like Poe line is very funny to me it's like somehow Palpatine returned it's like why do you know who Palpatine is and (laughs) understand the concept that his return would be a big deal when like two movies ago no one knew that Jedi's could be real I guess Palpatine is a part of like the resistance and he has been for a while like so like it kind of make like it makes sense that Poe would know that sort of thing like more than anyone else, right? But still, it's weird. Like, <laughs> okay. The other line I wrote down was um, when the Knights of Ren are in- introduced oh, finally, no. uh, and they're walking by with Kylo Ren, and the two stormtroopers who see them go by are like, "Oh, Knights of Ren, cool." It's like, thank you. Thank you, J.J. Abrams, for telling us that those are the Knights of Ren. We could have never guessed in a million God, years. I, yeah, I really hated that. That was <laughs> bad. That was just bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then also the Knights of Ren were just such an utter disappointment. Also, like, I feel like at this point they sh- just should have ignored them and like left them to the extended universe or something. Because... Like, they don't really do anything in this movie except get killed by Ben Solo. That's, like, it. And I'm really, hearing the Knights of Ren, I just think about the knights who say knee. <laughs> That's what I think of every time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, any, any moment, I think they're just going to, like, pop out of a shrubbery. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, they don't do any. I thought that they were going to be, like, light saber wielding force users or something and then they'd be like a lot more formidable but they're instead like sort of a less threatening looking version of the praetorian guard from the last one um yeah well the praetorian guard was pretty cool yes and they had like those sort of pseudo lightsaber staffs these guys just have like clubs and (laughs) they're just like do they hit people with them like i don't know (laughs) yeah they're not very threatening and they they don't live up to the knights of ren mythos i think um so last of all let's just discuss the big elephant in the room the big horny elephant in the room old palpy (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right so Palpatine horny. I was like, "What?" Um, Palpatine cats now. <laughs> Palpatine fucks everyone. It turns what... out Palpatine does fuck. Let's <laughs> just be clear: who fucked Palpatine? I know everybody's asking it. Everybody wants to know, but I really, genuinely, earnestly need to goddamn know who fucked Palpatine. 
Also, when? Was it before or <laughs> at stage? Um, <laughs> there's three different stages. I'm not sure which one is worse. He, there's Senator Palpatine. There's was it when like... he was just like Sheev? That's his name, right? It was Sheev. And, um, or was it like after he lightninged Mace Windu yeah, and a... disfigured himself? Or was it after his miraculous like reincarnation after all of that? No, 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 no. It wasn't after that because she's his granddaughter. Oh, true. Um, okay, yeah. I was like, the timelines, like, oh yeah, yeah. But for her for her to be old enough, um, for him to be the grandfather. He's the grandfather, he killed her parents. Yeah. 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 So it would have to be either like just before the lightning or just after we're not quite sure which Um, her parents have to be like the same age as like luke and leia essentially right right? like that that generation of star wars character so also god this opens us up to like a side trilogy about the fucking palpatines i mean yeah were the palpatine parents like running around during all the events of return of the jedi like probably now that we think about it it's probably uh, gonna be like the middling years it's gonna like be like return of the jedi up through the force awakens it will end with the force awakens um <laughs> god yeah. that makes me so mad to think about um i don't want that because you know who's the big bad of those movies fucking palpatine um, he's the big bad of every movie i don't see why they had to bring him back for this it doesn't like, make it. It makes no sense. It, um, they could have had Kylo Ren be the big villain. I'm like, or I'm so, they could I, they could have had I anything fucking, else happen. I hate than, this idea that for you to be like an important character, like your name matters. And like this movie tries so hard to like on the surface level be like your name doesn't matter because she is a Palpatine, but she chooses to be a Skywalker at the end. But it's like, it still matters because you can still only be one or the other. Like, you're still a big name or the other big name. Like, it, and that's yeah. fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, and it doesn't really make sense that she chooses to be a Skywalker at the end. Because it's like, well, like, why why the Skywalkers? Like, why not the Solos? Like, she had a better relationship with the Solos than she did with Skywalkers. Well, wait, uh, to be clear, uh, Leia is a Skywalker. Right. But she, but she was... And also she learned close to Han Luke. Solo and obviously close to Ben Solo, as we all know. I think she was no. closer to Luke Skywalker than Ben Solo. But she was like... Or not was... Ben Solo, Han Solo, sorry. Well, um, all, she only knew Luke Skywalker for like two weeks when she was on his weird island. You think that was only two weeks? I don't think that's I don't, necessary. I don't know how long it was. I it could have been it could have been a couple fortnights who knows to be clear luke skywalker single-handedly made sure they won that one big battle like if it right. weren't for him they would have lost <laughs> but like that's why she decides she's like part of his family i don't know and why did she bury the lightsabers like that's at dumb. his home that and doesn't we make ended up sense. on tatooine again i wanted to kill myself what she doesn't have any connection to tatooine exactly and exactly. she hates like these desert planets and stuff. Why wasn't the end of the movie her Wait, she, like she kept wanting to go back to her desert planet? Well, just because she wants to find her parents. Yeah, that's, that's the only she doesn't have any real connection to Jakku. She just it doesn't want to miss if her parents somehow come back for some reason, which is like some really like post-traumatic reaction right there. But 
Like, yeah, like, why bad. isn't that's the end of thing. the movie her like celebrating with her friends? She's finally found her family, and it's the people that she chose. But instead, it's her all by herself on this desert planet with a couple of force ghosts. Because the movie isn't about burying lightsaber. Is about Luke and like the movie is about old movies. These are movies that are about the original trilogy in a way that is not interesting. Like, <laughs> that's why we ended with a scene like that. Like, right. if, if this were a movie that had, like, thematically followed The Last Jedi, or even The Force Awakens, honestly, it would have ended with Rey doing something that was more about her. But that's not what, that's not what The Rise of Skywalker was about. You can, know, you can tell that because it's called The Rise of Skywalker when there are no Skywalkers rising at the end of this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you, you got that right on the head right there. I mean, like the whole series has suffered a lot from looking back too much and not trying to make these movies stand on their own, but it's rather relying on the nostalgia. It's frustrating yeah. to me because it's a natural inclination. And I do think the movies had to, reckon with the legacy of the original trilogy to make this trilogy and to make it good like because like the prequel trilogies didn't have to do that too much because those were like sort of always promised and also there was a natural lead up to, yeah. the, to like yeah. into anakin becoming darth vader that was there was a natural story in there creating a sequel story was not natural like there like you had to work to do that and in order to do that, you would have to reckon with the legacy of the original movies. You just would. Because no matter what, people would compare it. That's how that goes. They did that in the first movie. I think a lot of the first movie is paying homage and like doing like... It's like repeating a lot of those plot points, but putting new inflections on them. And then The, the Last Jedi is actively tearing down this idea that legacy is all important. Which I think is that's a smart thing. I think that's like a great theme. I think that was awesome. Um, and so then you get to this movie and it's like, by the way, that idea that legacy needs to be torn down and that we need to move on from that, that's stupid. And now we are going to like reverentially adhere to everything about the original and this is what we're all about. That was and all that, a lie. Fuck that. We're going back is, to all being about who you're related to. It's just like really not pleasant as a from a viewer standpoint. Like, and as a viewer who, like, cares, I mean, I don't know. I know there are Star Wars fans who are out there who are like, that's what we want. We want just a movie to tell us how good the other movies are. Like, and you know what? Fine. But you suck as a film goer. Like, <laughs> you might be great as a Star Wars fan. I, I don't want to judge you. But, like, you suck as just, like, a film critic. And, like... That's not what movies are supposed to be about. That's not what any narrative is supposed to be about. Just like praising this other narrative. That well, That's dumb. I like the original Star Wars movies because they were fun space adventures. So all you really have to do to make another good Star Wars movie is just do more fun space adventures. You don't have to keep endlessly referencing the movies that we've already seen because we all know we've seen them a dozen times. Right. And I, I liked Ray. Ray's whole story a lot better when she we didn't know who her parents were when she came from nowhere. Ray nobody is a lot more interesting than Ray Palpatine because it implies that like anyone can have this power, anyone can become an important person in fighting for what's right. And they solidified that in Last Jedi with that last scene with the kid with the broom. 
And then in this next film, they just promptly throw that all out the window. Wow. I forgot about the kid at the broom. Um, <laughs> people were big mad about that, too. Um, what does that mean? What is that ending? Who do you think he's related to? Nobody. <laughs> the kid with the broom. He's not important. That's the whole point. Anyone. This is just like, and I promised a Game of Thrones reference. This is just like how Jon Snow is more important as a bastard than as a Targaryen. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, but you know, whatever. Bringing it back to Game of Thrones. All right. I just think that this like idea that like family name should matter. I don't like it. I don't find that interesting. And I, I think it's like really, I think it's gross. I think it's boring. I think like we left monarchies behind a long time ago for a reason. Like, I, like it's not, I just don't like it. And I don't want that to be our plot devices. And I don't like that Disney's like, reinvigorating that after a movie that was like so clearly trying to say that that's not the way to create an interesting story in 20 now 20 but at the time 2018 but yeah it's a shame i feel like i feel like ryan johnson tried to warn us all and we didn't he listen did. and... ryan johnson was ryan johnson was a real one turns out jj abrams was not but we knew because he's never <laughs> created an original story in his life he's a good filmmaker but you know He's not the most mm, unique. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, the last point I want to make <laughs> is that Palpatine, as disappointing as it was he was in this movie, as disappointing as it was that he was revealed to be Ray's grandfather and that he fucks, which I'm still going to have nightmares about, um, the most difficult part about this was his plan makes absolutely no sense. I like it changes every five minutes in this movie. It never makes sense. Like, and no iteration of it makes sense. And at the very end, it's still, it, it doesn't make sense. So the first thing he tells Kylo Ren at the be very beginning of the movie is that he wants him to kill Ray. And then he will give him this crazy fleet of star destroyers that he has apparently. So they can win this war. Um, uh, first I, like, I question the, the fact that he even has all these Star Destroyers for some reason. I don't know. It's also silly that they all look exactly like the Star Destroyers from the original trilogy and that there's like a million of them. It's just like a stupidly ludicrous, like, look, we have infinity Star Destroyers. haha. -ha. Um, and also that they can all shoot with the power of the Death Star, like they can all destroy a planet. Yeah. Which is so absurdly over the top. They're just like, yeah, we've just got infinity billion power here and I'll give it all to you if you'll just follow through with my plan. It's so ludicrously over the top. Anyway, so he tells Kylo Ren to kill Rey despite the fact he knows that she's his granddaughter and that he wants her, like, to take over as the Sith Lord. <laughs> and I'm presuming this is supposed to be some sort of, like, clever double cross. Like, he knows that Kylo Ren isn't really going to do it. Uh, and then he's going to instead be able to give her the power of the Sith. But, like, if he didn't want Kylo Ren to kill her, why didn't he just find some way to get Rey to come to him on her own? Why did he even bring Kylo Ren into it? 
his plan doesn't make a lot of sense. It, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have an explanation for a lot of what Palpatine is up to. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, so, so then like she, she finally like shows up and clearly Kylo Ren hasn't killed her. And he's like, good. Like this was part of my plan. Like now, um, like your Palpatine pressure. <laughs> Now you can, now if you kill me, you will take on the power of all the Sith. And then so then she's like not gonna kill him. And he's like, oh good, this is part of my plan too. It's like everything is part of his fucking plan. It makes no sense. So first his plan is like kill Ray, then like the good side will be much weaker. Then it's alright, so Ray is going to be the new Sith Lord. She's going to take all my power. And then after that, when Kylo Ren joins her side and fights up against him, he's like, oh, I'm just going to kill you both instead. So he's going to kill her. And then, like, who's going to take over the Sith? Why is he, like, <laughs> what is he thinking here? But he, then he... Go ahead. Have you just never been at work and just, like, you decide that you're going to do one thing and then something <laughs> goes a little bit wrong and you think, no, 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 that's totally fine. Uh, you know, we were actually <laughs> going to do it this way anyway. And then the that meeting plan room that along. you plan for gets gets canceled and you're like, you know what? I never needed a room like that. I need, like, a this other smaller room. So we're actually going to go have our meeting over there. And then that gets canceled and, the, and you know, you pull up your presentation, but the PowerPoint won't load. And you're like, I actually didn't want to do this on PowerPoint anyway. Um, I have a Prezi. I know. And so, uh, you know, sometimes you just bullshit your way through it. That's what Palpatine was doing. Palpatine was actually like, giving a presentation that he'd never like prepared for in like English 1020. Um, so he was like, oh, oh fuck, I have to pre present in front of this entire stadium full of guys in cloaks. I better be on my game. I'm just going to roll what with was it. the fucking football stadium of Sith Lords. <laughs> Why does okay. that exist? Who are those people? What How is going many Sith on? Lords have their... I'm sorry. I really thought like there were like two Sith Lords per generation or there something. There was supposed like, to be. That was in like the prequels that there's two Sith. And if there's ever another one, one of them kills that one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like suddenly there's like a state. And I guess it's supposed to be like all of the old Sith are like their ghosts are there. Maybe that's like where the Sith force ghosts go. Ooh, but like maybe. I didn't see Darth Vader ghost. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess Anakin didn't die a Sith. Yeah. So. He went, he went to the light side, but we don't see his force ghost at any point in this trilogy either, which is very strange. You'd think he would have come up. Well, according to reddit.com. Um, he was going to be in that scene. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to happen. Well, and supposedly, like his voice is still among the ones that talk to Ray in that scene where she's like, "I yeah. am all the Jedi." As somebody but, who who loudly groans whenever Hayden Christensen shows up in the Return of the Jedi, and I will say that I'm glad they didn't include his Force Ghost. Oh, well, I'm just disappointed that they got rid of the guy who originally did that because, like, you know, I mean, he filmed that whole role. That was like his only part there, and they cut that out. And also, like it, why would why would Anakin look like he did when he was like seventeen years old, as opposed to like an old man? Like I expect. like the idea that when you die, 
your force ghost looks like the best version of you. I'm <laughs> you okay become like your hottest. But then he would have been like the nine year old kid who was like still a good kid. So mm. okay, before yeah. he'd killed before. a bunch of children for no reason. When, I it, I killed them all. It says a lot about me that when you said best version of yourself, I thought, oh, all right, best looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, but- um, but then you said, but then you said nine year old. I'm like, okay, oh, not what we're going with. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean best looking, but that's a mood. Um, I, but I guess like, yeah, like before Anakin had killed all of the younglings and all the women and the children too. Um, <laughs> the women and the children too. <laughs> just the men. To clarify, not just the men. Um, yeah. So. That whole Sith stadium is very strange. The fact that he's about to kill the person that he wants to carry on the Sith generation is strange. But then he figures out like he can sap their life force, which is, again, like nobody was able to do this in any other Star Wars movie, but apparently you can in this one. Um, And also that they're like some sort of force dyad he discovers right there that is like extra strong. But Kylo Ren already knew that. So how did, like, why did Kylo Ren knew this and fucking Lord Palpatine did not know that they were a forced dyad? How did he not figure that out? (laughs) And then, and then he's just going to like, oh, I'm just going to drain them and I'm just going to live forever. Like whatever you just keep, you're making this all up on the fly. And then he uses the force lightning to zap all the ships and it like barely does anything. And he's like, aha, this is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> that was bad. You're right. That I don't have another explanation other than that was all bad. That was really bad. <laughs> and I hated it. I hated it so much, Teddy. I hate this movie. God, I can't believe I hate this movie. Um, I didn't hate this movie going into this podcast. Just to be clear, I like I disliked it, but I didn't hate it. I really hate this movie. That's funny because, like I said, I saw this again last night, and I came out just being like, eh, like whatever. But all the old issues are coming to mind. And... I so the first time I saw it, I did not like it, but it was like one of those dislikes where I was like, but like it was like palatable. Like I'll watch it and like not. I won't think about it again. I'll think most of it was like dumb, but it wasn't like offensive to me. I've had time to think on it. It got worse. I watched it on New Year's. To be fair, on New Year's, I was not in a proper state of mind. <laughs> Did watch this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I watched this whole movie and um didn't like it any further, I'll tell you that. <laughs> And now, like, doing this, like, I'm like, I really, it's just, like, a very bad movie that was ill-conceived and poorly, like, insultingly planned out. Like, because it's just, like, there's so many internal inconsistencies and, like, lack of thought for just, like, how the story's put together. It's, like, it's, that's, you know, treat your fans better than that. Like, (laughs) you're the ninth movie in the main series, not to mention the the offshoot series, like the fans deserve a little more than this, like yeah. cob. What I don't like, I don't even know the word. I'm trying to think of like cobbled cobble, together. Cobbled together, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I just I don't get like the reaction to this 
that there's like this perception that there's a separation between like, oh, this is one for the fans and like everyone else liked it. Like I consider myself a pretty big Star Wars fan. I've been watching them my entire life. I rewatch them pretty regularly. Not so much the new trilogy because I haven't really cared for it that much. But like I just like I'm a fan of well-made Star Wars movies. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this one. I like I like people who don't get captured. You know, that's just that's how I am. All right. So yeah, that is Star Wars. We didn't really like it. I I don't know. I can't recommend that people go see this. I mean, obviously there's reasons to see it. It's if Star you, Wars, if you, you're all gonna you, go fucking see it. Yeah, if you, if you like Star Wars. Wars, you're gonna watch it. Also, I, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it. Yeah, it's a little we're a little late, but uh i mean i just meant that if you listen to an episode about a movie that you haven't seen yet that's crazy but, oh yeah i hope you haven't listened to this without saying or if you don't care about seeing it maybe you've right listened yeah who knows but yeah i mean that's the thing though like with star wars it's like they know that the, there's a certain amount of people who's always going to show up it doesn't matter how bad it is but now we have to like try to wrap our minds around the fact that everything that happens in this movie is now canon and we have to like accept that Palpatine fucks and has a granddaughter and all that. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Can we? But... <laughs> I'm not a big fan either. What's the um? What's your Star Wars ranking? Oh, like in order? Yeah, and not of, ju- of like the best, including movies? like Rogue One and Solo. Oh, geez, I haven't thought through this. This is something like a lot of people have been doing on social media. Um. Well, definitely. You don't even need to like go like one, but I I really just want to know like the general beats of it. Like, all right, I'm, so in, t- I'm intrigued in how you feel about Solo and Rogue One in comparison to like this movie and things like that. So top I'm three. I'm not interested in the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> that's that that's like okay. If we had to talk about things that are worse than this movie, then yeah, that would be that would be below. That's that. like the worst. <laughs> I mean, and that. Uh, unequivocally the worst. there's just no comparison if you think that you've seen the worst possible star wars thing uh just go watch the christmas special it honestly if you think you've seen the worst like (laughs) there are few movies as bad as them and like i watch a lot of bad movies there are few movies as bad as the star wars christmas special so yeah uh, but it's it's legitimately terrible um well i think top three would be um empire new hope and return of the jedi um i just i love the original trilogy too much um to put anything else above that then i think i'd go um last jedi rogue one revenge of the sith okay Um, i like it and then like maybe solo there and then um well, no, 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 no. Um, I think I think I put Force Awakens there, and then Solo, um, and then, um, uh, Phantom Menace, Rise of Skywalker, and Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I think we have pretty similar rankings. Um, it's definitely, definitely Empire Strikes Back, New Hope. The Last Jedi for me is third. Um, then Return of the Jedi. 
And then, then I think it's Rogue One for me. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's The Force Awakens. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Solo. Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Did I leave anything out? I don't think so. I think you got it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Attack of the Clones is just unequivocally the worst. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you think this movie is bad from listening to us talk about it, like, we could probably... Oh, I didn't include The Rise of Skywalker. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where would you put this one? Um, Rise of Skywalker is below Phantom Menace, above Attack of the Clones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I put it, too. I mean, if At you think... <laughs> the Phantom Menace had a villain worth sketching afterwards. Darth Maul is cool to look at. And like, an original cool villain. Yeah. That there is nothing new. cool about Kylo Ren. I'm sorry. I know I, there are like people that I talk to in person every day. I like, I like Kylo really Ren, but like I mean. Kylo Ren, and I, I know that's going to offend them that I said that. And I'm sorry, because I know they listen, and I apologize now. But I, I like I Kylo Ren, but cool. I, I don't think that like they did anything exceptional with him. In this movie, like his, he didn't his even whole, really wear his mask, did he? He was just Adam Driver. <laughs> his whole, his whole remaking the mask thing was like the silliest thing ever, and it was just like an absolute like fuck you to Ryan Johnson, fuck you to the Last Jedi. Just like we're gonna undo everything that was done in the last movie, like that. That was it. That and it served no purpose other than to just be a giant middle finger. And it was silly. But I do think it's yeah. worth mentioning that for all the shit I give the sequel trilogy right now, on a technical level, like just like sound and visuals, every single aspect is more competent than the prequel trilogy. Oh, by far. Like, yes. I will, I will like, definitely sing no their matter, praises on that front. Yeah. No matter how many, like, like I think the rise of Skywalker is worse than the Phantom Menace, just like, in general, because I think the Rise of Skywalker was so like dull thematically and narratively, but like just technically, the Rise of Skywalker is significantly better. Like when oh, yeah. you look at this later, I don't think it's going to be embarrassing to watch. Whereas those prequel trilogies are genuinely upsetting to look at. Like <laughs> it's so poorly done. It's just, it's. And they it's were the at the thing. time. I think that's what's important to note about them. Like, Nobody watched that. That looks really good. That weird space diner looks nice. Nobody yeah, thought not, that. It's like, not like this stuff was Avatar when it came out, and now it's like aged poorly. It's like this. This was always a like a poorly made decision. They should have gone with more practical sets, less like rudimentary CGI and stuff. But it it just really wasn't a good choice. That that's why I think Phantom Menace is actually like in parts of it a little better because it seems like they did a little more practical stuff, and that's what makes Attack of the Clones by far the worst because that movie is like ninety nine percent yeah just like virtual sets and CGI. So Attack of the Clones is easily having just rewatched the entire series leading up to this movie. Um, I fucking hate that movie. It is it's like unbear. It's not even like funny bad. And there are lots of parts of Phantom Menace that are funny bad. 
Um, and Rise of Skywalker doesn't even really have that going for it because it takes itself so seriously that it made me want to like punch myself in the face. But like Phantom Menace is at least when it's bad, it's funny. It's like Anakin's mom talking about being the Virgin Mary, like which is <laughs> objectively a very funny plot device. I'm sorry. The fact that he was born of like a virgin birth is hilarious to me. There was no father. Yeah, <laughs> there was no father. Obi or Qui-Gon being like, he could have been formed by midichlorians. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no one knows what that means, you dumbass. Like, like um Oh yes, they Palpatine used uh used the force to form a child in someone's belly halfway across the universe. Oh god. <laughs> That's one of my least favorite fan theories, because it's like, even if this is right. It is very, very dumb. What else it is right? It, 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 one of the most correct things that there, I mean, there are really no ex explanations for it. It's just like, oh, maybe midichlorians did this. We don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's really no explanation for why Anakin was born without there being a father. Like, yeah, they never really get around to that. no. It's just like, oh, that happened, and then next movie, we are there, and he's, like, 20 years old. Like, he's an adult now, so it doesn't matter. Um, um, anyway, I really I really hate Attack of the Clones, and at least Phantom Menace has the decency to be, like, funny bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's, the, there's the, the downside of being very heavy on the Jar Jar Binks, but if you can ignore those parts... It's not the worst movie. It's yeah. certainly better than clones. So Star Wars has clearly brought out the worst in us here. Um, yeah, this was a, a long Star Wars episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call I, it. Um, I didn't know I had it in me, but I probably could have predicted it. But um, let's talk about something that's brought out the best in us. That's everyone's favorite musical movie. Cats, cats. Oh Pretty my God, cats, cats. Once tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we did. We did have a a um a rumple teaser moment. Um, but yeah, cats. We talked about cats in the last episode. Since then, cats has completely broken our brains, <laughs> and it has destroyed the world. We're living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where everyone has names like Skimble Shanks and Rum Tum Tugger. We are living in the end times right now. I I kid you not, this movie is driving me insane. We are all jellicles. All <laughs> we are us. all jellicles on this blessed day. I just can't stop thinking about it. So I mentioned in the last episode I was going to see it again. I did see it again. I can't say that I like had a better time watching it this time. Like, it was just like, all right, there it is. There's all that crazy, weird fur technology again. There's all the same songs and, like, the uncomfortable parts with Rebel Wilson and stuff. But it's starting to, like, build on me the way that watching The Room a bunch of times kind of does when you're like, you know, I'm hating this, but I really dig just, like, seeing the same horrible parts again and again. Um. It's... There's something to me about the audacity of this film. Like, Tom Hooper 
for all of my issues with Les Mis, which I did not think was a perfect movie by any means, he is a he has an eye for being a filmmaker, and he really made this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> he did, he made it, and like and like I don't know, like there's something like there's no, it's really unabashed. Like it is like really crazy the whole thing and there's like no shame in any of it like you're just like the movie opens and you're thrown into the cat's world and then for the rest of the time you're there and you're, you're doing it in crazy land you're just yeah. living it out and if you're not into it you have to leave because the movie's not fucking <laughs> slowing down like they don't let up for getting weirder like and like I don't know. Like that's admirable. Like there is something about that. That's just like, you know what? Fuck right. You did like <laughs> most movies wouldn't do it. And you did. <laughs> it, it was a bold. It, it, it is a bold film. I'll say of the two films to come out that weekend. It at least this one took risks. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I wish this movie made more money than the other one that came out that weekend. Yep, yep. I would um, love to see more movies take cues from this than the other one. Um. <laughs> There's something about seeing like a film that takes a risk like that and just flops so spectacularly that it's just impressive. You know, it's 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 an audacious movie. It may not be a good film, but at least it's a bold one. But you're right. Yeah, th this movie has made us all deranged. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Cats yet, please know that in New York City, it is selling out of the late showing <laughs> as people high on weed are showing up to watch it. And it is definitely like weed. It's like people show up. You can act like so the t I saw I've seen it twice now. And one time I walked in and was like, I can literally smell pot in this auditorium. <laughs> and like, I was like, thank you. I'm, this is already my best life. I like <laughs> the movie has not started and I'm very excited. Um, and it was like, people are like hype about it. Like you, if you like, I don't know, just like look, go down the rabbit hole of like cats, 2019 Twitter, you'll find people going to like showings at like, like there's some guy who went to a showing at like 4 p.m. in New York and it was sold out. And he was like, people were hooting and hollering. <laughs> people were confused. It was oh amazing. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like, that's incredible. Like there's a cult following building for this movie. Be early on the cult following. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is already well on its way to becoming a midnight movie. Yeah, uh, it's, and it deserves it. This it movie does. is nuts. Like it's nuts. I we, we predicted I will, this in our last episode, and it's already happening before yeah. our very eyes. It's beautiful. I really can't wait until the day I find this at a midnight showing. I can go. I can be like out of my mind, and just like <laughs> I know every word to this musical now. So like yeah. I've listened to it so many times, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Like <laughs> you, you've become particularly obsessed with the music. I, I've listened to it a bit. Um, I did. I was shown some video of myself singing uh, the Mr. Mistopheles song uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Um, I can either confirm or deny that that footage is real. But yes, like we've definitely both 
like it's worked its way into our psyche. We're fully in the Jellicle world. We're ascending to the heavy side layer. It's it's in our brains and in our souls. It's taken over. It's like it's upsetting. It's genuinely upsetting, and I love it. I love it. That's great. We're loving. It's the been whole a time. while since a movie's made me this obsessive. <laughs> And I can't believe it's such a bad one. Like, it's like objectively (laughs) not a good movie. And it's like, it's made me like completely deranged. And (laughs) most of the time, like, I don't know. It, it's very exciting because normally that's a good movie that does that. It's like a very bad one doing it this time. And I'm very, I'm thrilled. It's, I really do think that if you get just the right bad movie, it can be like, just as if not more entertaining than a really good movie yeah this is this is like the like trolls 2 trolls yeah <laughs> Trolls. oh my god Trolls two. I, I haven't seen that in a while uh, that that is crazy man <laughs> yeah um it's it's a lot of fun highly recommend people check it out show up early because these showings are selling out apparently. It they've depends started, on where you go. It really depends on which theater you go to. Because like even in New York, theater. um, like if you go to like the Times Square showing, you're gonna be fine no matter what. But if you go to like there's a movie theater, there's an AMC in the East Village, and those late showings are selling. <laughs> like <laughs> they cut all the late screenings at my theater, which is disappointing because it's like it's playing at four in the afternoon. And like it seems to be doing decent business, but everybody wants to see this movie late at night. I guarantee it. it it's a it's a late night kind of trip. It is absolutely. I honestly want to see it one more time before it leaves theaters. I I, like, I want to. I have try a to, goal yeah. of a third time, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying that. I can't. I I hate it. I hate. We're gonna it. do it. We're gonna do it. It's yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. So go see cats. Stop whatever you're doing and just go see it um also just support unique filmmaking please it's nice that this is a movie that doesn't feel like any even if it's bad it's at least not like anything else you're gonna watch there's a vision there there's a vision and a willingness to commit to that vision i'd rather watch a movie that's bad in the way that cats is bad before i'll watch a movie that's bad in the way the rise of skywalker is bad like (laughs) absolutely absolutely um Oh, I forgot to get back to fuck. I forgot to get back to why the trailers upset me so specifically before Rise of Skywalker. Real quick, before we wrap this up, um, there was a point in the movie, it was probably right around the Ray Palpatine revelation, where I just went like, Why do I watch movies? Oh no. <laughs> it was just this very existential moment. It's like, why do I why do I watch movies? Like I spend so much time like going to movies and talking about movies, watching movies and like, why? Like a bad revelation to have (laughs) as the host of a movie podcast. (laughs) It's like everything, everything that happens in this movie, it's like, it could have just been described to me in a Wikipedia article or something. And it would have had the same impact. And I was thinking about the trailers that showed before the movie. It's like, Oh, a Mulan movie where it's just going to be a remake of the animated movie we saw, except without any of the songs and without the talking dragon and all that. And Oh, a ghostbusters movie that literally just looks like a paint by numbers, like call to action, um, hero's journey type film that with ghostbusters painted over it. Um, 
wow, so excited for that. And then the fucking Black Widow is like, wow, you know, I thought maybe they do something original with Black Widow, like because she's a spy instead of a regular superhero. But no, it's just going to be another Marvel movie that's exactly the same movie we've all seen a dozen times. So why do I watch these movies? Not I don't for know. Those movies. <laughs> Not, Not for those movies. Not for those movies. And maybe watch movies for movies like um, Promising Young Woman and Saint Maud. Oh like... God, yes, <laughs> yes. Those are the trailers before Uncut Gems, and those look absolutely crazy. So excited for those, and we have to talk Uncut Gems. We're not talking that tonight, but no, that's that's well, an extra episode. What's what's <laughs> your general take? What'd I fucking loved it. It was amazing. Same. I've never. I. It's been a while since I've been so just like tense in a movie. I was very stressed out that whole movie. Exactly. That's what, what the Safdies do, do best. Well, but they did it in a new, like, good time made me stressed, but it didn't make me this stressed. This movie brought up my stress of, like, there are, like, multiple things that bring out the work. So one thing that I really, like, that stresses me out is annoying people who are very unself-aware. Um, another thing is, like, people just, like, constantly, like, getting themselves into more trouble that they think they'll talk themselves out of later. Like I like these are specific character types that really bother me and that are very prevalent in this movie. Yes. yes. And then and then it happened to also include the specific stress of basketball. And oh I was just like, God. I really can't deal with this fucking shit right now. This like, movie absolutely perfectly recreates the experience of what it's like to watch a basketball game where you really care about the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the entire time Sandler's dancing around being like, all right, that's great. That's great. We're close. We just need a couple more points. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. That's, that's me on me. any given night. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we will definitely get in depth on that. Next episode, we'll definitely talk about Little Women as well. We yeah, both seen that. Both great movies. These are Loved two good it. movies. Yeah. Yes. These are the movies you guys should be seeing right Maybe now. I'll tell you why I felt, felt about the grudge next time, too. Doubtful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a good movie to see right now, go see Little Women. Go see Uncut Gems. They're great. Don't bother with Star Wars. Or but go, go see and cats. Go see cats. Go see cats. You have to. This is a moment in time right now. You have to capture yeah. this moment. This is really part is of the like, There's like big moments. You have to see cats. This is it. Years from now, people ask you, where you were you watch, when cats came out? You can watch uncut gems on the small screen. Cats, you should see on the goddamn big screen. <laughs> it like, is a spectacle. It is a spectacle. <laughs> yes. Um, last, last minute wrap up. Uh, Golden Globes just happened. Don't have a lot to say about it except for two specific wins that I thought were really great. Um, really loved Aquafina. Yes, best win. Beautiful, fantastic by far. Apparently, the first Asian American to win the Golden Globe, which is incredible. It's Um, upsetting, but amazing that she did. Upsetting, but yeah, great for her to do it. Um, the farewell is amazing um can't praise it enough yeah go see it if you have the chance it's out on uh it's available for rental right now um very good also one that we were really pulling for when the nominations came out um the missing link one for animation yeah that's very exciting the only original animated 
movie in that category that was not a franchise or a remake. Yes. So very, very excited about that. Also, the director of Parasite said, if you could all get over your one inch hurdle of watching a <laughs> subtitled film, you'd open yourself up to new new movies. And I just yes. want everyone to know that that's true. Watch some fucking subtitled movies. That's absolutely true. Go go watch a four movie this week and go check out. Specifically watch Parasite. Yeah, watch Parasite. It's so good. We're we're pulling for it this Oscar season. It's going to happen. It should be a best picture contender, not just best foreign film. Definitely. You know what? That distinction is stupid, but whatever. (laughs) All right. So we've got a lot to talk about this week. We'll have a lot more to talk about next week, uh, but we'll we'll see you in due time. Um, As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Buzzed On Movies. Just tell us what what of these movies have you seen? What did you think about Star Wars? And you can find us on all the major platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any platform that you use, we should be there. Um, and just if you like what we're doing, give us a review, uh, comment on us, whatever you can do. And as always, we'll see you at the movies. We'll see you at the movies, Jellicle fuckers. <laughs> jellicle fuckers, Jellicle fuckers. Oh, 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 I like it.